Welcome to What's Left to Do. I'm your host, Janelle. I still cannot believe I landed this week's interview with the founder of The Baffler Magazine and book author, Thomas Frank. Thomas has been one of my favorite writers and authors for years now, though it can be very difficult to find his essays these days since he has eh, effectively been banned from the American press. But shout out to the commentariat over at Naked Capitalism for always surfacing his latest pieces. Our part one interview starts off a little differently than normal as Thomas walks me through the history of populism and healthcare in the updated afterward in his latest book, The People Know. I learned a lot, both about the populist tradition in healthcare and about how Thomas became drawn to populism though he grew up in the rarefied environment of Johnson County, Kansas. All right, today is a most auspicious day. I say that every single time I sit down with someone, that's fine. Um, But today really is an auspicious day. We are sitting down with a man who has been one of my favorite writers for years now. And you know that he's good because he can't hardly get published in the states anymore <laughs> ah, he uh he's asked the question of what's the matter with kansas he's tried to get here <laughs> with none other than thomas frank how are you doing today tom i'm thomas. great and that's a that's a very nice introduction that's very kind of you <laughs> no please get out of here um you right before we started recording um he gave me or is gifting me with a paperback copy of his latest book the people know uh, a brief history of anti-populism and you were saying you added a couple of new things to this this run of the paperback can you can you tell me what you were saying yeah, so the, I I found a bunch of uh, there's a you know I was I spent several years researching this book and before that I, I researched populism at great length when I was a graduate student years and years and years ago mm-hmm. but I found a bunch of of wonderful items uh, too late to go in the hardcover mm-hmm. you know quotes and essays and stuff like sure. that and then I also wrote a new afterward that's about uh, populism in the COVID pandemic because uh-huh. I know I, I, I'm i sure you saw this Janelle but in the especially in the early days sure. of the pandemic there was this I mean it's still going on but there was this um, there were all of these sort of um, right thinking pundits and you know members of the consensus the yeah. sort of journalistic consensus who wanted to blame the whole um uh, the whole COVID pandemic and our poor response to it on populism, on what quote unquote populism, right. what they called populism, but by which they mean a sort of species of public stupidity. Yeah, that's you right. Know? Ooh, and that was good, Tom. Yes, <laughs> say it again. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking yes, about, right? Yes, I do. Species but that's, of but they're, they're still doing it today. They're, 100%. Uh, it, you know, it goes on and on and on, but it's, it's basically the smart people at war with the dumb people. Right. And, and COVID is this kind of object lesson that ah. is teaching us why uh, why uh, uh, stupid people have to listen to their betters? Okay, meaning- but can we can we park right there for a second before we get into your in, into your story? The thing that that like boils my blood about that, besides the fact that it's but not I'm, useful. All, everything I just said was sarcastic, by the way. I no, no, I know, <laughs> but I'm just saying it be, it, because that's hitting a nerve for me. The, the the part that boils my blood about that is that you would think by people's reaction to you know what the you know our our our, our intellectual betters blah blah blah, um, uh, you know how they deride people in terms of their response to COVID blah blah. You would think that these people actually know what they're talking about and that the outcome of their knowledge was like a reasonable public health response to this thing. and not that you the United States that. has like yeah. one of the worst per capita outcomes <laughs> in death. You I understand know. what I'm saying? And it's like, hey, hey, Janelle, uh, uh, listen to science. Obey science. Who, the Believe science. The same scientist who told me not to, to not mask at the beginning of this? Like, those same scientists? Wait, wait, wait. The science. Sorry. Can I curse on your show? Yes, please. The science that was fucking around with viruses and Bro. making them more virulent. Right, <laughs> right. That science. Yeah. That science. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyhow, so I, I, I'm, I'm watching this 
discourse unfold at the beginning of the uh, of the pandemic. And like I say, it's still going on today. I mean, I still see articles uh, trying to blame the whole thing in some way on populism and yeah. on on bad populist politics and this, you know, this kind of thing. And um, which so it, it, it's very much in keeping with the uh, with the sort of uh, revulsion against quote unquote populism for the last four years right. you know, where people are saying Trump is a populist and, and we, you know, populism is this, this form of, of insolence that we have to suppress, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so blaming our bad response to COVID on, on populism is, is really easy for the media to do. But it, since I've just written a book about the historical meaning of populism, yes. what it actually was, yes. uh, what the, this, what the populist tradition was, mm-hmm. uh, every time I heard, every time I read one of those articles, and there were many, many, many of them. Too many. But every time I read one of them, I said to myself, what would a populist healthcare system actually look like? And? Well, I mean, every they never ask that question. Yeah, these articles. Course. It's just of like course. populism is just like that. Just means stupid people That's right. get to you know go around and be stupid and, and, and do what and, they want and, and not infect everybody. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, that's that's what it means, and it means having a a bad response to the crisis, et cetera. And I said, what would what would po- a populist actually do in this situation? And so, of course, the way I always answer such questions is I dig into the history of it. <gasps> yeah, I know. Surprise, Excuse right? Me, a hush like falls that's over my method that that's my version of the scientific <laughs> method like let's let's actually look at it yeah that's and let's and do that. so the the original populist movement which is where the word comes from and where all if you want to study populism this is where it has to begin is with the guys that invented the word yeah it was this kind of left-wing farmer labor movement in the 1890s and we'll talk about it later yeah, i guess yeah, yeah, yeah. i hope yeah but they didn't talk a lot about um uh, healthcare is a political issue because it wasn't in the mm, 1890s. Mm. Healthcare was not exorbitantly expensive. Also, the healthcare was not particularly good back then. Ah. So regular medical doctors were did not have a good success rate, etc. But later on, um, of course, healthcare became it's the the problems that we have today of healthcare being too expensive, yeah. people going bankrupt, people not being able to afford it, there being very bad public health. That became an issue very shortly thereafter. And so there are examples of not the populists themselves, but of sort of neo-populist mm-hmm. politi- politicians, people who were in the populist vein, in the populist tradition, mm-hmm. dealing with this question. And I found a, a whole bunch of good examples of this. There mm-hmm. was a very famous... Um, uh, uh, effort to start a farmer healthcare cooperative huh. in Oklahoma in the 1920s, oh, and it was d- directly started by people who had come out of populism. Oklahoma was a big populist yeah, yeah, state, yeah. and they and the, the whole idea was to make healthcare affordable. It wasn't like to resist healthcare because they were superstitious fools. Right. No, no, it was to make healthcare and 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 modern medicine accessible to the poorest and lowliest members of society. That was the object. What That's what populist healthcare is about. Yeah. Another example is Harry Truman's universal uh, or, or single payer plan in 1948. That's what he ran on mm-hmm. when he, this very famous upset uh, victory that everybody thought he was going to lose for sure. Mm-hmm. This is in his reelection campaign in 1948. Mm-hmm. And he made healthcare his number one issue and he won. Ah. And then he goes to get it implemented. And here's where the story turns this is where the story takes the craziest twist, mm-hmm. Janelle, because we're always hearing all these articles that I was describing. These yeah. recent articles are about populism's war on science. Yeah, yeah. So populism is people who don't trust science, don't believe. The science, the, capital right, T, Right, the capital science. S. They don't believe yeah. they're betters. Yeah. And the idea being that science is a form of priesthood. Science, yes. Scientists are people that hand down the truth to you and me. Yeah, that's right. And, Father and, Fauci. Uh, you know, like... Um, <laughs> I don't know. I always thought science was supposed to be a method where you Hello. question Hello. the established wisdom, you know, not where you One not think. where you bow down right. to the established not where wisdom. you swear Slavin fealty yeah. to what you know. Bingo, you got whatever. it. Anyhow, so so science is war on populism, and then you start looking into these cases, and this is especially true in the Harry Truman example in 1948. And Truman had this very, he was really came out of the populist uh, tradition, yeah. you know, was actually a farmer early in his life, et cetera. And, and uh, when he goes to get this implemented, and again, it's very popular. He's yeah. just won uh, the election of the presidency on this this basis. And when he goes to propose his, his, his bill to Congress, who comes out and crushes him? Mm. It's the American Medical Association. Oh, it fancy is, that. 
The scientists. <laughs> so the so the critical part, and then you go back and look at the Oklahoma example that I was talking about before, and the same bunch, the yep. American Medical Association, the Doctors yep. Professional Association, that's who crushes this doctor in Oklahoma uh, who was in alliance with the with the with the local farmers group uh-huh. had set tried to set up and in fact did set up this this uh, healthcare cooperative, yeah. and the AMA crushed him. Said yeah. under no conditions ah. can doctors be subject to basically to farmers, to ah, these low, right. low-ranking members of society. Right, who, because it was a co- cooperative, the members, meaning the local farm population, yeah. were in charge of the business decisions, uh, and hence they were, they were, they were, they ranked higher than the doctors in this healthcare cooperative. And we the can't AMA have is that. like that's unethical. Yeah, we can't you have can't that. have that. That's an inversion of everything we know to be true, which that's is right. that doctors are Our the gods. priests, yeah. and everybody else is the is the laity, yeah. and the, these guys rank higher than these guys, and you. It, it, it would be an inversion of God's hierarchy ha! to, to, to flip good. that around. That's good. So, so they they come after Truman on the exact same grounds. Uh-huh. They they set up one of the first um, big right wing. Uh, political campaign, like fake grassroots campaigns, is famous, yeah, yeah. and they beat him. Huh. They actually succeed because, of course, they have tons of money. They're sure. like, you know, like the Koch brothers of their day. Mm-hmm. They have tons of money, yeah. and they succeed in beating him. They call it socialized medicine, uh. and they destroy. That was oh, that's basically, where they came from. Yeah, from huh. that campaign in '48, and that's basically they defeated. That was the the first and probably the best and probably just between you and me, the only chance mm. that America was ever going to adopt a single-payer system. Really? Well, I, I don't have high hopes for that now. I mean, you look at no, not, even the Democrats today. aren't interested in that anymore. Sure, That's, sure, you know, sure. uh, and yeah, they beat him. Mm. And then and then there's the other, the example that I spend most of my time, which, and this is fascinating, and I didn't know anything about this. Mm-hmm. So the Harry Truman story is pretty famous, but the story I'm about to tell you, I had never heard before. Mm-hmm. And here's how it goes. So after populism died, the original populist movement with an uppercase P, it was a party called the Populist Party. Mm-hmm. And it was big in all over the uh, the Great Plains, a lot of Midwestern states, a lot of places in the South. Mm-hmm. But it was particularly big in like Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, mm-hmm. Montana, these places. Mm-hmm. And after it died, after the Populist Party died, mm-hmm. by the end of the 1890s, it was basically dead. Mm-hmm. It lived on, weirdly enough, in Canada. Now, oh. I did not know this okay. when I was writing the book. You'd think I would know something like that, but I didn't know it. And uh, a, a bunch of like the one of the govern populist governors of Kansas. There was there were two of them. One of them went up to Canada huh. and were and and tried to get this this. Um, this movement going in sure. Canada evidently succeeded. Huh. Yeah. I didn't know any of this, oh, but well. they so. But the giveaway is. The populists, the populist party had a name for its utopia. They had this idea of a utopia. Huh. Their utopia was the cooperative commonwealth. That's what they would call it. The cooperative huh. because the farmers believe in uh-huh. cooperatives. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they called it the cooperative commonwealth. And yeah. working class people were all going to get together yeah. and form unions and form farmers groups. And they and that was their idea of utopia. Ah. You know? And so there's a group formed in Canada. Uh-huh called the Cooperative Commonwealth Federation, and mm-hmm. it is a political party. Yeah. And it uh, it was formed at about the same time. And guess what? They <laughs> don't die. They keep going. And in the 1940s, they actually win in Saskatchewan and yeah. take over the government of this province, yeah. this pr- prairie province of Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is a big deal. And they start doing all their left-wing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, sure. they, uh, uh, they're very popular and they keep getting reelected. Uh-huh. And in their, this is now the 1960s. Uh-huh. And in the in the election year of 1960, they run on a platform of universal health care for everyone in Saskatchewan. Mm. It's a single payer system. They call it Medicare. This is ah. where that word comes from. And they win. Huh. And they actually go to institute it in Saskatchewan. Sure. And this is the first um, uh, universal health care in Canada. Yeah. So Canada now... Um, they have it everywhere, but yeah. it's all a copy of these guys ah. in Saskatchewan. And when they go to put it in place mm-hmm. in the early 60s, guess who comes out after them? AMA? Yes, the, or the Canadian of, version yeah, yeah, of it, the yeah. Canadian uh, Medical Association, CMA. Mm-hmm. And they have they, they, they drop the big one. They have a doctor's strike. The doctors Ooh. in Saskatchewan go on strike uh, against... 
this is like right out of Ayn Rand, a yeah, strike yeah, yeah. of the 1%. The, wow. the top orders of society, yeah. the highest ranking, the wealthiest members of society yeah. are going to go on strike against the working class. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. And they lose. The, 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 uh, the, uh, the populists win. How? Uh, they, uh, I think the doctors... Uh, cave after a very short amount of time. They also, they set up a really nasty right-wing front group that um, they roll out like various racist propaganda uh-huh. against the, against, like First against Nations the, people? against, against socialized medicine oh, okay. uh-huh. because the, the, uh, the, uh, the cooperative Commonwealth Federation, the government of Saskatchewan yeah. is planning on bringing in doctors from foreign countries. When uh. the doctors go on strike, they're like, well, we're going to have to, we have to get doctors. We have to have healthcare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they 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 roll out this plan to to fly in doctors from all over the what's called the Commonwealth, the British, yeah, you know, former British yeah, Empire, yeah. and the doctors uh, fight that with with various racist uh, cartoons wow. and newspapers. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, they, I mean, they do all sorts of incredibly nasty things. And guess who the public sides with? Yeah, the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The, the people. No. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And and long story short, this is an extremely popular system. Of course. And the and the and it, within like five years, every other province in Canada has adopted it. And mm. today, today, that is the Canadian healthcare system. Ah, but so wait, it how comes did... from populism. Isn't that a weird story? I didn't even know that. No, no, that's that's crazy. That's blowing my mind. I'm gonna have to read more about that. So, but but the yeah, war yeah. the war is not populism against science. No, it's the other way around. Right, populism right, right, right. wants just to make make modern health care available to everyone that's it it's the doctors it's science that is like constantly like fighting populism because we could sub out science capital s science for like you know our 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 political elites our 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 wealthy elites like yeah yeah, and that's how that's how it was discussed Mm -hmm. and there was digging into this there was you know not just canadian editorials about it all the time all during this yeah but uh, there were editorials in american newspapers as well and the the at the time you had a very Vicious right wing in America. The McCarthyists yeah. were still around, yeah. uh, and they were all supporting the doctors. Mm, so the right course. wing, the mm. sort of Trumpists of their day, were supporting the doctors. Yeah. And it was the you know very liberal, uh, uh, you know blue collar kind of uh, voices that were supporting the Saskatchewan government, hmm. saying, "Yeah, this is a good idea." And yeah. doctors, and basically they were saying, "Look, the question is." Are doctors subject to democratic rule of law in a democracy? Right. Are doctors subject to the rule of law? The answer because, should and, be yes. I mean, it is a big question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, is the professional elite ha. of a society, yeah. are they actually subject to the will of the majority? Ha. And that is the question. If you ask me, Janelle, that is like... That is still the question that we are struggling 100%. with today. We don't we don't often talk about it in yep. an open way. Yeah. But you had this whole debate all through Trumpism mm-hmm. where, you know, and I, I can't stand Donald Trump and there's very few things that he did that I approved of. Sure. I mean, I thought the man was absolutely loathsome. Yeah. But uh there was this sense, the uh this sort of white collar elite in this country mm-hmm. who turned against him in this uh, unanimous way this striking way and in an in, 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 in institutional manner as yeah, well. it, yeah and that's important yes. by the way yes uh, uh, that that they should not be subject to democracy that's right that they that's you know, right and uh, that, that 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 these people who knew how society should be organized and should run right uh, uh, normative fact, on their terms yeah yeah and just exactly. their terms and exactly. that's too narrow and, and, I, yeah, I, yeah. and i'm the first to admit donald trump is like the worst guy in the world under whom to have this experiment because he's a complete asshole that's right, <laughs> that's that's like, right. there's that's almost right. nothing good about the guy that's right. That's right. uh but we were we were actually having a dinner table conversation about that the other day we were like is there anything redeeming about that man because like some people really like him yeah 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 and and I, I'm you know I'm 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 I want to say I'm puzzled by that, but I'm not really. I can understand. But, but it's not. It. It's not that you understand it because it's not that they like. There are people who like him, the individual, but they. But most people, I think, like what he represents. Yeah, the bucking rep- of this exactly. Elite he represents consensus. a huge middle finger to this that, whole thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but man, it's just like it's hard to find the redeeming value yeah, in Trump sure, himself. Sure, sure, nobody right. But that yeah, he is. A, it is. It is true. He definitely caught that public sentiment mm-hmm. there are people on the left who could have caught it too but the democratic party of course will uh, take your knees out from under yeah, each and every exactly, time yeah. exactly. the, the, the big you know and i know we're just wandering now and i know no, you no, no, you no, no, want no, to no. keep this conversation organized no. but it is fascinating to me that it was the republican party that uh 
that did that rather say it, than the say Democrats. It, say it. Say it. I know what? where you're going. Say it. No, no. Keep going. What? No, no. Keep going. That, that they got that they that, that that the Republican Party crumbled and had a guy like Trump, whereas the Democratic Party was able to completely come together and stop mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders. Hey. That's that's still a, a that's surprising to me because all my life I thought of the Democrats as the disorganized. Uh, party. No, the, the, you know the one. No, no. <laughs> well, it's it's it 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 surprised me, but the evidence is clear. Yeah, yeah. It surprised you why? But get dad say it. Oh, because I thought the Republicans were controlled tightly by the Koch brothers, the mm-hmm. Sheldon Adelsons. You know that yeah. the money. Yeah, yeah, I thought the money had that party in its grip. Yeah, and, and would never allow. Uh, you know, a Trump kind of thing to happen, and now your understanding is that uh, that was that was that happened. That not was allowed illusion to in some to some degree. Ah. I mean, I wrote about it for years. Mm-hmm. The, the the power of the rich, but it's not an illusion because you you and I were we're in Washington D.C. You Correct. grew up here, right? Yeah, we've seen it in yep. this city. We saw how it worked when mm-hmm. Reagan was president, when Bush was president. Yep, we saw how it worked. Mm-hmm. Um. And you know the lo- the whole lobbying institutions right. there, the uh, Mitch McConnell, the complete obstructionism. Yeah, we've seen how that party functions yeah. here in D.C. Uh, I I was astonished that they crumbled the way they did uh, in the face of Trump's onslaught. And it is amazing to me that the Democrats held uh, held together. I guess their leadership. Uh, well, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if I have the answer to that. What is your What is your thinking on it? Ah. Uh. Uh, walk with me here and this is not going to be as organized as it could be my thinking I, I, I like you was surprised that the Republican Party initially I was surprised that the Republican Party eventually um, uh, had to capitulate and and you know allow Trump to rise to be the head of that party um, I was also similarly surprised shocked that the Democratic Party was organized enough to hamstring and or malign and or discredit uh, the Bernie Sin- Sanders movement as they were with such virulence that uh, such, nah, not such virulence with such discipline right. that they were yes. able to take Medicare for all off the table during a goddamn pandemic. Like that was shocking. That's still, still shocking. Yeah, that's still Isn't shocking. That, when we go back in years from now, when we when people write the history of that, that's yeah. got to be one of the most startling aspects. Because of what are we? What what do you mean? Like what? Wh- how? So I, so I was I was similarly to you, very shocked. But what I. How, I think the way I make sense of the Trump phenomenon within the Republican Party is that the Republican Party is a minoritarian big tent party that cannot afford to not absorb, you know, people once believed to be its fringes into into it into its machinery. And if these people, if the if what was once the fringes turns out to be uh, 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 very motivated organizable um uh but wait a um, minute stop there because mm-hmm. the 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 fringes they they got trump elected as a nominee mm-hmm. and then got him elected president yeah but ultimately they had they had zero say i mean because they don't have unions they don't have an organized you when you say they have zero say what do you mean i mean like this kind of uh white blue collar voter what what did trump actually achieve we know what he, he achieved huge tax cut yeah and uh, he deregulated but he but that's oil but that's why he was that's part of why the it's not that the in my opinion it's not that the republican party just had to get bold over it and change who it was it's that he he represented the core interests that have always been yep, the core interests right. of the republican yeah. party uh, but he was able to he, you were almost able to forget that because of his like faux populist skin. Yes, and so and that brought and that brought. Isn't it funny? I've been people... I've been writing about this for so long. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> I mean, why I'm able to articulate to it like this. What's the matter with Kansas? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, it, yeah, they're they're better they're better they're better at um, window dressing for uh, for the purpose of retail politics and not demeaning hello I've, I've been reading you for years and not demeaning people who 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 they who they seek to attract whereas Democrats right, right. they they want you to bend the knee they want you to you know who's your daddy like you not only do I want you to vote the way I do I want you to come to those conclusions the way that I want you to and, come there, to there's those something conclusions. else that the Democrats and that's a do which is which is um th- they treat 
Okay, the Republicans, they both do this, of course, but the Democrats treat certain groups as captured and uh, that yes. they, they have to, that it's offensive to the Democrats when those groups make demands. Like, uh, say, for the, example, organized labor. Yeah, sure. So, you know, the classic case, mm-hmm. uh, the Democrats treat labor, as, they give them nothing. Correct. You know, they might get something here in the next couple of weeks. I don't know. No. But they yeah. but they generally speaking, you look at the Obama years, yeah. you look at the Clinton Car-check, years before that, yeah, yeah. they got they got nothing. Absolutely but nothing. But if, you know, but then uh, on election day, they expect these guys to Correct. turn out and not just to turn out, to hand over their entire treasury yeah. to the Democrats right. and then to go out and work hard to yeah. get Democrats elected. Ditto <laughs> d- but labor, ditto, you know, black people writ large, like, you know, last, you know, the Flo- George Floyd Act came yep. and went, yep. you know, that was supposed to be something that's, that at that's least, the, yes, you know. An, an, uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, but if they actually say, if these groups actually say, no, 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 we we have these demands, and you actually have to, right. you know, or to, there will to get our votes, you actually have to yeah. do something, or right. we're going to stay home, or right. we're gonna, you know, maybe we, maybe people are gonna, you know, vote for Trump because he's giving, giving, he right. sounds pretty good to yeah. some of our people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Democrats react to that violently. What? Ooh, say it. Yes. So uh, there's a term for that. Uh, uh, I, I'm blanking on it here. Um, um, Come on, what am I? Th- Les Majeste. <laughs> when you don't show enough, yeah. you know. When you don't, you don't show enough respect Deference, to yeah. the to the to the to the Majesty yeah, to yeah, the King. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's it's a great sin in in medieval societies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. And as the sin for okay. The so Democrats. to go back, why did the Democrats? Why were they able to do that? And I am. Uh, I, th- well, I the am Democrats so have sorry th- to say yeah. uh, it's it's the it's the Clinton faction of the Democratic Party is that powerful. And the thing, Janelle, is because uh, well, the, they have institutional power. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. But, uh, you know, I'm old enough that I, I remember all the, the internecine Democratic fights mm-hmm. of the of the 80s. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mondale, Gary yes, Hart, yes. you know, on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was, you know, Dukakis, then the Democratic Leadership Council uh, and, the, you know, the and the the centrists came out on top in almost every single one of those battles. Yeah. And then um you know and then they get their guy. They yeah. get Bill Clinton yeah. and he becomes president and they they worship him, you know, and and he's supposed to be the greatest president of all time, right. etc. Now we look back, this is what I did in Listen Liberal. You look back and you're like, what are the things they're proud of? Right. right. Every single one of them is dreadful. Right. Every single one of them it's is real like bad. you could tell at the time that it was going to be bad yeah. and it was yeah, bad. It was right. really bad. That's right. But here's the thing. So then comes then comes this silver-tongued orator from Illinois, yeah, that's right. Barack Obama, that's right. who I was from Chicago. Sure. I had met him. Uh-huh. I had met him in house parties. And he charmed and I, the pants off of Yes. Yeah. I thought, I was like, oh my God, this guy is going to be great. <laughs> and one of the reasons I really liked him, and I'm, I'm embarrassed to admit this. We now. are all embarrassed. Say it. Just say it. I thought he was going to, because of that that nasty primary between him yeah. and Hillary Clinton, I was like all in for Obama because I, I was like, he's going to wreck, he's going to break the Clintons' hold on right. the Democratic Party. And he oh my did God, not. he did the opposite. That's right. He, he, he reinforced did the it. opposite. He yeah. yeah. And he became a kind of clone of them. He even went on vacation to the same place, That's Martha's right. Vineyard. That's right. And hangs around with them, made Hillary his heir apparent, you know, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, Oh my God! Is that you know when we talk about things that Obama did wrong, and I still—it's funny because I can still—I listen to his, him speaking, and I'm—I still get charmed. Yeah, he's sure. still a, a wonderful speaker That's right. and so smart. Yeah, and you—you you know you want to like him. Yeah, you want to like him. You want to believe him. Yeah. You want to be his friend, but but you know what I mean. Of all but anyhow, this, I'm st- I still fall for fall for that. And yeah, then, yeah. But I I sometimes think that in some ways that is one of his biggest. I don't want to say I'll use the word blunder. That's one of his sure. biggest blunders is 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 basically uh strengthening mm-hmm. the grip of that faction Correct. on the Democratic Correct. Party Correct. to the point where they are able to uh crush a guy like Bernie Sanders. That's right. The night of the long knives, yeah. Uh-huh. You're right. Um so, I I really appreciate uh that we were able to uh, set the stage. Most people who are listening to this, I think, will be familiar with you. But, you know, most, and this is not a big podcast, so like, what the fuck, whatever. But how, how, 
How did you become who you are? Like you are, I mean, one of the reasons or one of the ways that you know that you're a prolific and, you know, a prolific writer that uh, doesn't like mince words or doesn't um, exist at the behest of, you know, the consensus making machine that exists here in Washington. Like just the fact that you can't, <laughs> you cannot, you, you don't get yeah. published here anymore. And your latest piece in Le Monde well, was I, just yeah. C'est Magnifique. Uh, but well, that's very nice of you. It was it's, wonder. I read it like three times, like in five, because I'm weird, whatever. That's how my brain works. But oh, Janelle, that's very kind of you. I, I, I didn't even, I, I, I you talking about the one about the, the, the years of hysteria? Yes. So I didn't even know, I, I myself had, I mean, had, had, had problems with that article. I couldn't, I couldn't make it right. What do you mean? I mean, I worked and worked and worked on it, and I it still was did, right. I know it's right. Everything in it is true. But what do you but, mean when you say you can? Uh, that, that I just wasn't. I wasn't satisfied with it. And and why? Uh, it's because this stuff is hard. Of course, it's hard. But I'm saying, what about what? What about that piece? Did you ah? Did you wrestle with and was made you? So uh, it, it's it's that both that. Trump is off was awful. Of course. And the reaction to him was also awful. It was batshit. Yeah. And Insane. so and so I'm like torn. Which was worse? Which was more consequential? The reaction. The reaction. So I, I don't know about that. I when I was writing it, that's what I thought. I yeah. thought that the reaction was more consequential because mm-hmm. we're talking about the ruling society's uh, dominant class, yeah. dominant cohort, the people that really run America. That's right. Went collectively insane. Correct. Lost it. And that has that's got to have consequences. Yeah. But uh, but then you look at Trump's, you know, you look at January 6th, you look at this guy basically scheming to stay in office. That's really scary. Now, I know he didn't do it. Yeah. And he yeah, yeah. It, the, when when historians go back and look at Trump's four years in office, the motif is is incompetence. Yeah. That guy had no idea how to be a president. He all, he thought he was still he was just doing a TV show or something. I mean that. He, but he also in this. I'm not a Trumper. That should go without saying. That's I'm not a Trump person. But also what 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 uh, facilitated his incompetence or the veneer of his incompetence was that he suffered from what I would argue was like a professional strike. Like he did his he was the people who could have been around him, his handlers to make him look more competent was that because oh, they were part of this. But he's, class, he's but, personally incompetent because if sure, you put sure. me in charge in Washington, mm-hmm. I could have the right people on the job within two phone calls. Sure. I know how to do that. This sure. is journalism. But they would, right? but they would journalism, also, we know how to do but that. They we would also to... be willing to come work for you. Yeah, right, right, right. You see nobody would, well, but he's also. Come on, what a doofus! I I, thought- I don't disagree that he's a doofus. I'm not trying to defend him. I'm just <laughs> this guy. Further this guy. I mean, like, and wait, the, but what was what was really striking when I was writing that article? And 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 ball, the other thing that's that's was that I didn't like about that article is, so I was trying to do a a look back at the years of hysteria, and there was a whole literature of hysteria. Yeah, and and I and I tried to look at that literature seriously. Yeah, uh, but you can only in it and i i wrote 5000 words you can only scratch the surface correct it would take a whole book correct. to do that correct and so i i never felt like i was getting getting my hands around it all together mm-hmm. the uh but i when you go back and look at the literature of hysteria mm-hmm. and it was always about trump as a kind of as a kind of nazi that was yeah. always the yeah. that was always the theme the trope. Yeah. and and they would say you know trump is just waiting for his reichstag moment for mm-hmm. the national emergency when he can you know uh, take control mm-hmm. and he can really get himself into the driver's seat. Here's the funny thing, Janelle, that happened. Correct. That was COVID. <laughs> he had it. Yeah, was it was COVID. COVID. Yeah. And he didn't do it. No, correct. So what do you say then? The, the whole, like, the whole, the whole theory crumbles. Yeah. The, the other thing is this idea that Trump was was waiting to start censoring speech that Trump was a the that liberals Trump, that, that was that was the charge yeah, in like yeah, yeah. 2017. Yeah. Trump was just waiting to start censoring people's yeah. speech, yeah. and the opposite happened. Correct. Trump himself got censored That's by right. Twitter. That's right. That's right. And Facebook, <laughs> you know, and Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you can say, uh, you know, look, he, he's the biggest asshole in the world. Of but course. That was a that was a great what that that uh, that a private company can censor the president of the That's United States. That's not a great precedent. No. And, but you can't no. have you can't have but that it, discussion it, with you know you know. 
know, but anyhow, so, so on, on these yeah. these two really important predictions that this literature made, and we're talking, we're not talking about idiots here. We're talking about Ivy League professors. Correct. We're talking about about tenured historians. We're talking about the New York Times. Yeah, we're talking about the biggest names yeah. in a, in in, a, in American letters. That's right. Got this wrong. That's right. So what does that tell you about the literature of hysteria? Well, the funny thing is, those people uh, suffered no consequences they for getting that wrong. <laughs> yeah, they're doing they, better than no, ever. It, it's 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 weird. Yeah. Uh, it's truly it's strange. Weird, Go back to what you were saying about the, the populist, populist uh, healthcare or the yeah, popu- well, the populist yes. medical movement. Yeah, that's, that's entirely that was crushed uh, by crushed by the same sort of social cohort. Correct. Anyhow, so uh, look, I try to look at these things from a certain amount of distance. That's what hist- yeah. history it gives you. That yeah. that's what it's about. Yeah, yeah. Looking at things fairly dispassionately, trying or, to take yeah, yeah. a step back. That's right. Trying to take a step back. That's Anyhow, right. that's 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 what I do. Where were we going with this? Trump's incompetence. What I was trying uh, to do. Oh, diplomatique, and I was yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. I am so impressed that you read that story. What are you nobody, talking about? Nobody read it. No, that's not true. There are a lot of people who read it. They read it in France. No, they They're, read it. The people. So the part where I f- picked it up, because again, you can't, you know, whatever. I uh, the my Bible that I read every day. Uh, I saw it in the comment section, and so and then they ended up running it. So yeah, people people read it. <laughs> it wasn't as widely read as it should have been. But well, this is it. a problem when you when you have to go to France to publish your essays, <laughs> right. and I I really don't want to talk about 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 that. But it's uh, it is weird that the basically that's who I write for now is yeah, is yeah. is the Guardian, a British publication, and yeah. Le Monde Diplomatique, a French publication. I want to get into. I write for Harper's. I write for Harper's too, but yeah, it's yeah. Uh, you know it's a long lead time, and sure. and uh, so you know that's maybe once a year. Right. But, but I want to get into how you got there, and so we're going to go back to the beginning. You were you're you were. That's right. You asked me. <laughs> oh my god. No, oh, that's okay. where we started. Yeah, no, no, you no, asked okay. me how I got. <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. No, this is all good. Uh, you you grew up in Kansas. Yeah, Kansas right? City, yeah. I'm from okay. the suburbs. So Kansas City is right on the state line. Yes. The, the When I was a kid, the, the bulk of it was in Missouri. All yeah. the skyscrapers, the downtown, uh, the Commerce, shopping, yeah. all the hospitals, all that was in Missouri. Mm-hmm. Kansas City, Missouri, the sports teams. Yeah. And uh, but a little part of it spilled over into called Johnson County, Kansas. It's, that is these suburbs. Uh-huh. And uh, when I, I was born... Kansas City, Missouri had spilled over into Johnson County, Kansas. And mm-hmm. that's where I, my parents happened to live. On the Kansas side. On the Kansas gotcha, side. Gotcha. It's uh, a lot. I can tell you a lot of local history if you want to know, but basically that's where I grew up. Yeah. Johnson County, Kansas. Uh, and people from Kansas, uh, it's it's funny. It's every place I've lived in my life has been a, a nowhere kind of place. So when I, when I was writing What's the Matter with Kansas and I would go to like Wichita or I'd mm-hmm. go to farm country or something and and I'd say I'm from Johnson County. They'd be like, well, that's not Kansas. <laughs> and, and when you talk to people from Kansas City, Missouri, they're like, that's not Kansas City. <laughs> and when I lived in Chicago, I lived in, in Hyde Park, which yeah. is where the university is, yeah. where, where Obama lived. And people from other parts of Chicago would be like, well, that's not Chicago. <laughs> that's not Chicago. And then I moved to Washington, D.C., and it's not anywhere. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> it's sure. not a state. It's not part of Maryland. It's that's not right. part of Virginia. What is it? Or what is this place? This, the swamp. <laughs> uh, yeah. What was it like growing up in Johnson? Johnson Johnson County, County. It, it's a it's a uh, uh, um, wealthy okay overwhelmingly white uh, and when you're a kid it seems like it's it just seems wonderful huh this is in the 60s and 70s yeah, yeah, yeah. and did you have like an idyllic kind of like wonder years yes. type of like upbringing yes. like just very chill you we lived in we lived in so it's by far the wealthiest county in Kansas oh okay and um, it, and we lived in the wealthiest neighborhood. Now we ah. were not wealthy people, ah. but I mean, let's. I, I I don't try to conceal this part of my past. Yeah, it's sure, it's sure, important sure. to who I became. Yeah. Uh, grew up around wealthy kids. Mm-hmm. So how did the, you understand those children being wealthy as a child? How do you? Think? Well, I didn't. It didn't even dawn on me. I didn't I didn't know that because they all were like that. Uh, I mean, we were. But I'm saying you didn't you didn't understand your 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 family's context relative to them to be more wealthy. Like you didn't feel less I do, wealthy. I mean, not till years later. Ah. Um, and uh, so my family is not wealthy. Okay. Or was. Why do you say then. that? Why do you say that? Oh, it, it, I don't really want to go into the sure, details, sure, sure, but sure, sure. like, okay. uh, uh, w- then we have a joke name for my dad's house. He still lives in it. 
we call it the teardown mm. because it's <laughs> it's it's cr- it's crumbling sure, sure, sure. and it's and he you know like the I was just back there we had to you know these guys we had to get these guys to come out of work on the roof because the roof leaks mm. and the water runs down into his into his uh, into his kitchen uh-huh. and every time I go back there it's something new has gone extravagantly wrong and the houses around it are palaces. Ah, I mean, they are like McMansions. So the, all the, yeah. Ah, okay. No, these not McMansions. These are the real. These are from the twenties, ah, and ah, they're ah. and they're they're fabulous. Sure. And so the kids I played with lived in those. Ah. And they were literally the ruling class hmm. of the state of Kansas. They were literally the ruling class mm-hmm. of the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were going to politically, grow up, economically. Well, they were kids, but they were. I mean, they're going to grow up and own the businesses and own the and you know become partners in the law firms gotcha. and uh, you know uh, make the money. And mm-hmm. and Kansas City is um, the elite of Kansas City. The, the the literally the top you know the people who who own the place. Yeah. it's a small little group, and they all know each other. Mm. They all went to one of like three high schools. Uh. Uh, you know. And that that was this area where I grew up, and I didn't become conscious of social class until years <laughs> later. And then it hit me like it was so incredibly obvious. Ah, say what you mean. Tell, tell me what you mean. When you learn a little bit about life, okay, and you learn about life outside of this little bubble, mm-hmm. and you learn that um, not everybody lives this way, mm-hmm. and you learn that not everybody is a Republican, ah, and uh, uh, and that not everybody has these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and you start asking questions mm-hmm. and a big part of this, and this is going to sound so ridiculous, but a big part of this was punk rock ah. was you listening to this music yeah. and, and sort of, uh, uh, rebelling. And also a big part of it was, was, uh, being introduced to the outside world, mm. uh, getting a job, mm-hmm. uh, and realizing that, you know, that capitalism wasn't this glorious thing. Hmm. This mythic Ronald Reagan thing. Did this happen? Did this? Did your first entree into the labor market happen? Like, you know, after you'd moved away, or like your first job? No, as I, like was, a uh, I was. I was. I was still living in the teardown. <laughs> <laughs> teardown. <laughs> you know, the air conditioning didn't work, and you know, mm-hmm. and, and the, you know, there were broken windows, and the lawn wasn't mowed, and mm-hmm. whatever, and and uh, and I would get summer jobs as a as a temp because I could, uh, I could type right, yeah, right. <laughs> and. Um, and uh, and they would they would treat me really poorly. Mm. That's that's one introduction. Ah. Uh, another is you understood that treatment to be poor treatment relative to other oh, yeah. kids your age. Ah, or, or no, just like it it it, it sucked. You know, so <laughs> hitting the labor force. You know, mm. and then and then realizing what what the relations of I, I don't want to sound like a you know some kind of sectarian here, but the, what the relations of employment mm-hmm. actually were. Mm. And it wasn't this idyllic thing ah. that the president celebrated, ah. and it, that all the adults, all the people around me, by the way, were Republicans. Sure, all of them. Sure. And there, this is not just stating this is one of the most Republican places. Uh-huh. Uh, like if you go back and look at, uh, uh, it went for Barry Goldwater in 1964, mm. regarded as an extreme yeah. right winger yeah, yeah, at the yeah, time. Yeah. Kansas actually went for Johnson that year, but huh. Johnson County, my yeah. Where I grew up, went for Goldwater, wow. and uh, it was like that back then. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to fast forward a little bit okay. because this is um, uh, this was in one of my Le Mans diplomatique stories. Again, I couldn't sell this idea in America, of course not. But uh, this is a county. If you go back and look at the history of it, they voted for every Republican since 1916. Mm. They have not voted for Democrats since then. Wow, until 2020. Huh. The richest county in Kansas, uh, the ruling elite of the state and of the city, uh-huh. went for Biden. Really? Yep. Well, that was a part and of the I, went, I actually went back there for election day to see it with my own eyes. Wow. And went around and interviewed people and uh, and you know took pictures of yard signs. And so I wrote, were... but I had to. The only people that wanted that story was a French newspaper. Why do you think that is? Because well, def- this is this is fascinating. The ruling elite of this country changing sides, and there this is like Orange County, California. This yeah. it's it's like that. Uh-huh. These people are who, they died defi- in the war. Defined the Republican Party. Yeah, yeah. This is these are the most Republican people on earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they just went for Joe Biden. Uh-huh. And my neighborhood specifically, yeah. I went and looked at the um, precinct yeah. voting Data. results. My neighborhood. Huh. 
went for went for Biden. The, this is the literally the ruling class yeah, 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 yeah. of the of the state and uh-huh. of the city. Yeah. Went for went for Biden. Uh-huh. Uh they uh Hillary did uh, it, it's been going this way for years. This yeah. is what listen liberals about it. This yeah, yeah, transition yeah. of the ruling class from one party. I mean, we're in the middle of a realignment in that's this right. country that's that's, right. that's uh, absolutely fascinating. That's right. None of us really understand it yet. <laughs> I well I like Some to think that are, I do. Yeah, 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 you do. <laughs> and that's but, why you've been boxed but, out. But wait, yeah. but I can't sell this story no. to an American outlet. No. Uh, they're not interested in no. this. And I tried, believe me. No, I wrote I to a bunch of like media people. I'm like, something really crazy is happening right. in the in the Republican heartland yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. You got This is the canary to, to pay attention to yeah, right now. Exactly. Ha, and, ha, ha. Yeah. Yeah. And, but that's but if but I don't know why that's not selling because that that dovetails rather nicely with the you know disgusting you know statement Schumer made you know for every blue collar you know we lose right. da 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 we're going right. to pick up that right well he, that turns out to be a bad trade yeah. <laughs> just in sheer numbers maybe not in righteousness and maybe not in money uh-huh. I mean it's this is why do you think that's a, why do you say that a bad oh, trade. because uh, uh, Biden, both Biden and Hillary, outraised and outspent Trump. Biden yep. by a, a wide margin. Yeah, but it, the but the strategy the paid off for Biden. But you go back when I was a kid. You go back and look at like Reagan versus Mondale, yeah. eighty four. Yeah. That election was important to me. Mm-hmm. It was I think the first time I voted. <laughs> and um, uh, uh, Reagan outspent Mondale. It's got to have been like five or six to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was always like that back then. Republicans always outraised and yeah. outspent Democrats, and they were, and yet the Democrats were the majority party yeah. in terms of c- Congress, in terms of voter registrations. Yeah. Democrats were overwhelmingly the majority party because they were the party of working class people, so called. And yeah. uh, uh, but that carried with it this tremendous disadvantage of not having a whole lot of money. Yeah. And so you had story, famous stories of Democrats retiring and not. You know, and you know, like Barack Obama is building this this palace of a museum right. in the South Side in Chicago. Right. He bought a mansion on on Martha's, Martha's Vineyard, Vineyard, et cetera. And a mansion in uh, DC. Bill Bill Clinton has done the same. Bill Clinton yeah. is close to being a billionaire, correct? And um, but you go back and look at Harry Truman, who we talked about earlier, and when he was done being president, he had nothing. Yeah, the yeah, presidency yeah. did not have a pension at the time. Ah. The only pension he had was from when he had been an army officer in yeah. World War One, yeah. and he went back and moved in with his wife's. Mother. Wow. And they back in, in, in he's from Kansas City. Yep. That's why uh, he's from Independence, Missouri, which is a suburb of Kansas City. Yep. And uh and and he was uh basically poor. A pauper, yeah. And uh they that's when they, they actually had to vote him a pension yeah. because it was embarrassing that the leader <laughs> the so called leader of the free world right. was with his mother in law. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, uh his li- presidential library, which is if you ever go to Kansas City, is worth visiting. Mm-hmm. It's one story. Mm. It costs about a million and a half dollars, uh, million and a half uh, dollars to, to build, and you look at like the George Bush Library, which right. is or the Obama Library. These things the are Clinton like Library, you know, yeah. five hundred million, right? Right. It is one and a Monuments. half million. But why do? You, but, but say why you think it was a bad trade? Because I actually don't. Well, think it's, it was a, it's a, bad a trade. it's a bad trade because of the numbers. Politics is about democracy is about numbers, and mm-hmm. uh, and you know. Uh, and, and but it paid off in 2018. It paid off in 2020. It paid off both in election oh, electoral win their teeth. This is a party that this is a party that where once they dominated the House of Representatives from the year 1930 uh-huh. to the year 1994, they controlled the House of Rep- Representatives always Since, uh, with with two brief exceptions. Uh-huh. Uh, but always, yeah, because that's who they were. They were uh, the party of the overwhelming majority of Americans. Uh, and I then see, they I lost see. it. Once uh, once they started doing this trade, they mm, lost that. Mm. Now they have uh, look, but they've solved their money problem. Yeah, they don't like in a big way. Walter Mondale, like I said, you know, ha- had real trouble paying for his presidential campaign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's not a problem for the Democrats no, anymore. No. Uh, Harry Truman retired into poverty. Well, that's not a problem for no. the Democrats anymore. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. uh you know they he, he he didn't do that bad he he eventually sold his memoirs and sure. made made it made but I'm saying, money just, that but way but in sheer material materialist terms it wasn't a bad trade it was actually the best trade it's a great trade it's it, a great wait, trade for the just for the think about all that all those arguments in the in the 1990s about money and politics yeah well what if you could just say to the democrats um how about instead of getting money out of politics we just we just flip it and and you become the party of money yeah yeah right and, and they're like, oh, happened. well, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Actually, that's right cool. On, we right. can, I can live with that. Right. Party on. <laughs> Turns out that's fine. That's yeah, not, yeah. A, you know, what, if you if you put it that way, then yeah. money in politics isn't, isn't such a, a big isn't deal. Isn't an issue at all. Right. <laughs> huh. Interesting. 
uh, okay, we're going back to your life growing up in Johnson City. Did Johnson you, County. Johnson County, sorry. You, you don't need to know that, but it's just anybody listening in Kansas, they know instantly what Johnson County is. And there's this, there's there's <laughs> a lot of, of resentment of it in, sure. uh, elsewhere in the state and uh, a lot of stereotypes uh-huh. of what it's like. And, and is Johnson it, County like the Potomac of Kansas? You know what I mean? Like The, the part of it that I grew up in uh, is, okay, yeah. But okay. it's, it's more like a giant suburb. So uh, uh, it was... Uh, the 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 very wealthy part was started right after World War One, mm-hmm. and uh, but it was just a little tiny beachhead, tiny. Uh-uh. I mean, uh, I forget how many square miles, but it's very tiny. Yeah. And then after World War Two, it exploded. Mm-hmm. So the, the this is the giant uh, explosion of suburbs. Yeah, they built a suburb there that's like bigger than Levittown, much bigger, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it's called Prairie Village, Kansas, and it goes for miles and miles. And this was. This was the beginning of it, and now it's. I think it has. Uh, it it probably has as many people now mm. as Kansas City, Missouri. Oh wow! It's gigantic, okay. but it's mainly just, um, um, you know, uh, middle middle class, middle American suburbs, but <laughs> middle class and sort of the upper middle class. These are they tend to be professionals, tend to be college educated. They were very when I was a kid, they were very proud of their public schools. Mm. The public schools, as far as I know, are still very good there. Uh, I went to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was I was a debater in high school. Uh, this gonna this, ask you, did of you... course my the most important thing in life okay. to me. Did you but did you how would your how would your parents or your community, your family, how would they have described you as a child? Like were you were like if you if 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 I were to look at a I don't know a hologram of little Thomas would I recognize you like in terms of affect behavior personality like were you were you similar or were you very different I was I was bookish and studious yeah. and r- really argumentative so that's the, the, that's what debate is all about yeah, and yeah. I um, once I discovered what debate was I became utterly obsessed with it When did you discover and- it? Uh, sophomore year in high school okay. so and right. and uh, and I just went crazy and I I never looked back and hmm. I didn't care about my classes as of that instant I didn't care about my classes it was all about debate all about debate uh-huh. and 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 I and it and I was good at it yeah, yeah, and yeah. I got to go to nationals and all this ah, kind of it was a big deal and okay. uh, for my high school yeah yeah <laughs> I mean I look back now and and I I'm like how, why did I think that was so important? <laughs> well, it was fun. But it, it, for it. for a kid it's it's yeah. a, you know you think it's the biggest deal in the world and that's all but what that meant is I spent all my time researching yep. researching researching ah. researching digging 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 uh-huh. looking for that perfect quote uh-huh. you know and and finding it a lot of the times and What about uh, it what about it did brought you alive do you think looking back uh, it's the it's the battle of ideas. Ah. Oh my god, ah. I, I loved it. I ah. I, fa- I found I had found my calling, and then also writing because yeah, you yeah, wrote yeah, this. Yeah. I would write the speeches in advance. Ah, I, I was that. I was that into it. I yeah. would write. You know, other people would improv their speeches. No, mm, <laughs> I would, you would have written it. and memorized. Yeah. I mean, you have to improvise quite a bit Some. during a debate round, but the uh, the opening speech was mm. always just like, you know, this kind of William Jennings Bryan, ah. you know, this fantastic bit huh. of oratory that I would have written. Uh-huh. It, yeah, that's what I like to think at the time. Uh-huh. But uh, that turns out that that amounted to nothing in, in the in the view of the outside world. Nobody really cared. The other thing they, they would have called me, I think, is a troublemaker. What do you mean? Or what do you think they would have meant by that? Uh, I, I was argumentative. Uh, I didn't fit in i would um uh, cause like your, trouble like a like because you were a smart ass or? yeah smart ass and 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 then at some point at some point i started turning against the the received culture mm. of kansas city i used to i wrote like more than one essay about this sure but what was that turn <laughs> long like? long ago about like about suburbia about what suburbia did to your mind mm. about about johnson county specifically why did you come to resent that or 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 not appreciated. Why or, did I rebel against yeah. the world that I had that I had grown up in? Right. That's a, I mean, that's a really really good question. And there there was a turning point. And I've tried to describe it to you. Part of it was getting a job, mm-hmm. uh, and, and realizing that everything you'd been told about about the economy mm-hmm. and about the world of work was wrong. Uh-huh. Uh, part of it was. Uh, um, going to college mm-hmm. and it opens up you start learning about the wide world mm-hmm. and and by the way I learned about populism in my first year in college I'd never heard of I mean I'd heard the word mm-hmm, mm-hmm. people used to use that word to describe Ronald Reagan if you can imagine that I can't do that yeah yeah my brain but, you, you, okay. anyhow it's uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later okay. but but 
uh, I realized that there had actually, I learned that there had actually been something called populism. It had been really big in Kansas and there were no public relics of it. Uh, that there was in fact in below the surface in Kansas was this like this left wing revolt. Uh, and I was fascinated by that, that, mm, that nobody talked about. Mm, nobody knew what it was. Mm-hmm. It had no, there were, it left no monuments, mm, no memorials. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, 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 but so the, those two things, and then plus the music, and then a lot of personal stuff, uh, and uh, and 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 yeah, I was I was in rebellion. But is, and then I and then I finally I decided to 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 move away. But is am I? There's some that uh, there's something I'm sensing that you're you're you you are saying, but you're also not saying. Is it is it that part? Uh, the the rebellion was uh was like a was a big mix of uh, of all these different things but was it that did you did you sense do you think at the time that like like this is this is kind of like a Potemkin village like this isn't this isn't real like did you have a sense of like this isn't real this isn't authentic this isn't something's being yeah, kept from oh, me absolutely. something the adults around me are lying to themselves or they're certainly lying to me or or something like was it there's something here that I and I look like a crazy person right now, just like wildly <laughs> gesticulating. But, but so uh, authenticity used to be a big part of my my whole critique, and, yeah. and the Johnson County is the opposite of authentic. Uh-huh. So this is you got to understand. I mean, this is built in a, a place that was a uh, uh, frontier a hundred years mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. and and they're building. Tudor-style houses, like mm. in England, <laughs> and they're building Norman-style houses, like in France. Yeah. And there—if you've ever been to Kansas City, they're, they're, there's the, the the pride of the city is this this shopping center called the Plaza, uh-huh. and it's built—it's an exact replica mm. of a big part of um, of. Uh, uh, Seville, Spain, huh. which I didn't realize until years like like yeah. when I was when I was like, uh, how old was I when I first went to Seville, Spain? I actually went there and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> this, this, is, this, this is home. My, my, my hometown <laughs> is a copy of this place. <laughs> right, right. But this is a city. Uh, now that I'm old, mm-hmm. old, you know, I'm 56 now, mm-hmm. and when I go back there, uh, I am impressed by how well they did. Uh. Uh, the the Kansas City is actually quite a beautiful city, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or the part of it that I grew up in is 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 very gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, they, they they these these houses are actually well built and they're yeah. in good taste. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, they're European. They're not like so. There are like real American architects sure. who are working at the time: Frank Lloyd Wright, mm-hmm. Louis Sullivan, mm-hmm. and and you know all of their imitators. Well, that's not what they chose when mm-hmm. they built this stuff. They they right. chose to right. build you know Tudor style. Sure. You know, like we're in midi. We're it's Henry the Eighth. Yeah. Lived here, you know, uh, but are we? Or you know, let's build the plaza in this yeah, style yeah, yeah. of 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 Seville, Spain. Mm-hmm. But it is very pretty. It is it is pretty, but it seems like there was a there was a there was a precociousness about you. That there's, and there's another factor that that yeah. I haven't mentioned yet that that you have to mention when you talk about this. Okay, which is that Kansas City was also uh-huh. uh, is also a city that's like thirty percent black. Huh. And all of this stuff was designed as specifically mm-hmm. to exclude black people of from course. the life of the city. Okay. And uh, were you aware of that as a growing up? Or did it just. No, seem- I wasn't aware that it had been designed that way. Uh-huh. I was aware that that took place. And there's all these shocking examples. When I was in high school, yeah. um, there, we would, they had a private police force. I, I probably shouldn't go into a lot of detail on this because I'm going to get the details wrong. Okay. I haven't researched it and I would just be going on my memory. But they had a private police force in one part of Kansas City. There was, I'm going to tell you a horrible story. Okay. I'm ready. And, um, it, and uh, uh, it was on the plaza. Mm hmm. This really nice shopping district, and um, uh, so some kid had come down. This is in the breakdancing craze <laughs> in the early eighties, <laughs> and he had come down to the plaza and went with a piece of cardboard and was breakdancing for passersby, uh-huh. and they would give him change. And, and uh, you know, I wasn't there or anything, but the police came and arrested him. Mm. A t- little kid, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like twelve. Oh wow! And they put him in handcuffs. Uh-huh. And 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 just sat there and waiting for the squad car or something. And the the instead the TV cameras got there and filmed it. And the kid was crying. Yeah, of course he's and scared. I, and I, yeah, would, I would cry too. That yeah. would be terrible. Yeah. And that that made a big impression on me as a child. Mm. I, I, or I was in high school at that time, and I was like, God, that is, that's it was like South Africa. Wow. That was a comparison that yeah. we would make at yeah, the yeah, time. Yeah. And yeah, that uh, I. I'll, 
I've talked to my friends about that and they don't remember it as well as I do. Uh, so I'm wondering if maybe I dreamed that whole thing. But, yeah. but uh, I think it really happened yeah. and it was shocking. Uh, um, but I did not realize at the time. Now, this has only come out um, uh, later. I didn't realize at the time that it was all designed that way. Mm. That this was the purpose mm-hmm. of this uh, of this 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 the guy who designed all this is sort of the the great uh, maker of Kansas City yep. the uh, what would you call it like the great architect, architect of Kansas yeah. City um, did this on purpose mm-hmm. and uh, I did not know that at the time and mm-hmm. that's once you realize that you start to say ooh mm. you know that's uh, there's something really grotesque about this ah uh, I see interesting yeah I have a friend that writes. Um, has written more than one novel about mm. this very subject. Uh-huh. The the deliberate segregation, like private segregation, yeah, not, yeah. not by law. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is segregation by uh, de facto yeah. of Kansas City uh, by the private sector mm-hmm. did this, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, yeah, it's quite a story. Oh, interesting. But you, so like growing up, like zero to 18 before you left for school, you like, did you ever come into contact with like non-white people? Just well, in your debate, regular? Sure. I, we would debate them. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. We'd go, to, uh, we'd go to high schools in other parts of the city. And, ah, yeah. I see. I see. I see. Did you like, was there any curiosity about people who at least, you know, phenotypically looked uh, yes, very different than course. you? Yes, of course. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a curious person. Sure. Sure. But well, how did that curiosity manifest? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you one story, and it's either going to make me sound really awesome or make me sound like a complete fool. <laughs> so, it, it, Kansas City is famous for a barbecue. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, that's right. So everybody would say this at the time in mm-hmm. the eighties, but we're like, well, what? What is this barbecue? What yeah, does yeah. that even mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> You know, and, 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 you know, and so and so my friends and I decided we were going to learn about this, mm-hmm. and that meant going down into the. At the time, it was a it was uh, something that you found almost exclusively in the, uh, you know, in the in the African American parts of Kansas City. So huh. there's very famous restaurants called Arthur Bryant's, mm-hmm. another one called Gates, and then but there were a whole bunch of others mm-hmm. that don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And my friends and I one friend specifically decided we were going to become we were going to become experts in this oh, cuisine God. and so this is what i would spend my weekends doing really? and we would we would have days where we would eat barbecue for both lunch and dinner nice but wait so why like there's not a good diet by the way you can't no, it's no, no. not very healthy no to, that's not good for you but, but like suburban white people well now it's, it is now wait now it's all over the place now if you go to kansas but that City, didn't used to be just like the regional delicacy uh, why, like, there was some of it in some of it in like uh yes there was some of it in like the white working class part of kansas city kansas yes. uh, you would uh, there was one in particular that we used to like uh-huh. um but uh not as much now today it's yeah, all yeah. flipped yeah yeah and yeah. the foodies have descended on yeah, kansas right. city and and, and right. i don't want to badmouth them because I, i'm the, the 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 dirty secret all this janelle is uh, that their their barbecue is pretty good yeah <laughs> Like, the foodies, the foodies have done all that. They're doing it all like, like uh, you know, they've done it all scientifically, yeah. and you know, and it's it's no longer a kind of regional cuisine. It's this thing that these That's people move there and do, and they're yeah. all over the city, and it's pretty good. Yeah, but were there? Were, what did, was there anything that blew your mind when you you and your other white friend we're like we're white boys in the city discovering barbecue? Like, was there anything that like amazed you, shocked you, confused you? Had you like? Huh. I did like I wasn't aware that like what were were there any like revelations through food and or the like interactions you were having around it? I, I you know that uh I I really enjoyed it. It was a it was a really important mm. you know thing for me, a bit, an important chapter of my life. Yeah. I have all sorts of memorabilia from those really? days. Yeah, I'll show I'll show I'll show you well, I have only one or two items uh-huh. here that I'll I will show you. Okay. But um yeah, I mean it was uh uh no, it was uh you know it was uh, what, what can I say? I, it was it was fun. Yeah, sure. Uh, I looked forward to it. It was a blast. Uh, I had a delicious. good time. And you know what it was? <laughs> it was it was also learning that um, there was so much more to the city than uh, our little our little um, uh, you know upper enclave. middle class yeah. uh, island. Huh, huh, huh. That the city was vast, and it is vast. Kansas City is huge, uh, land wise. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, it's. 
and uh, so many fascinating things. Mm. By the way, that was a, that's when I first heard of Juneteenth. This ah. was in the, this was in the early '80s, okay. and they, it was celebrated in Kansas City. And mm-hmm. I remember it was celebrated. I think with a parade, and this is my memory. It's a long time ago now, mm-hmm. and that and and it was uh, basically a barbecue centric holiday. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, I, that, that my memory could be wrong about that, yeah, but that's kind of like that. But that was the first time I ever heard of it. Ah. And uh, but like things like that blow your mind. Like I'd never heard of that before. Sure, sure. And uh, and then you're like, well, what is that? And then you learn what it's about, and you're like, oh, that's kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it was a great uh, experience. So between that and debate, I was I was learning about the the uh, wide world. And with debate, we would go out. In, so that was all like Kansas City, Missouri. With debate, we would go to these small towns in Kansas. Mm-hmm. And you would go to there. And a lot of this is reflected in what's the matter with Kansas. But you'd go to there. High school. The high school would have been built by the WPA. Uh-huh. You know, uh, the town would be uh, that would. These towns were still prosperous mm-hmm. at that time mm-hmm. in the early eighties. Mm-hmm. You know, the farm crisis hadn't really wrecked yeah. uh, small town America at that point. Um, they would be in love with their high school football team. Yep. Uh, you would go to the game, you know, mm-hmm. in whatever small town you were yeah, at. Because the, the debate, the debate would, would take, the tournament would take two days and yep. you'd spend the night there with some family. Yep. And you'd get to know these people as well. And yeah, yeah. Uh, the world was, you know, the world was so fascinating. Mm. And so, you know, uh, anyhow, it was, uh, it was a great time to be growing up. Wow, wow, wow. The Canadian healthcare system that we all ogle and covet actually started here. <sighs> God, <laughs> now I'm angry all over again. Uh, tune in to part two, where we discuss how he came to his current politics of what he calls the primal struggle of class war. And we discuss why the American media's turn against him is worth it, as well as how to build a left. Part two is up on the Patreon at patreon.com slash what's left to do. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash what's left to do. If Patreon isn't your thing and you'd still like to support this work, please feel free to do just that. <laughs> you can go to what's left to do.com slash support and send us a donation in the tip jar. Okay, see you over on Patreon for part two.